0: "'It was dark, rainy night, like most are in City. "'We had just wrapped cold case on Mad Mock's murderer, "'and business at office had never been busier. "'That's when trouble stepped in through door. "'He was tall, handsome, and covered head to toe in feathers. "'Said he had a whole list of missing persons, "'people that he said had slipped through cracks of time. (laughs) "'I didn't know whether to laugh or listen,' but something about Bird grabbed my attention. I took long, steady drag on Fantasy Cigarette as he ran through lists in mysterious circumstances regarding each group. Christopher Dunn, Heather Baird, Chelsea Dab, and Chris Bruce vanished in thin air after dust-up outside Western Saloon. Ian, Mike Hammond, Matthew Smets, and Hudson Miles. Spaceship, too close to Event Horizon, Loud Pop bright flash then no more sheep Noreen Elizabeth shell Scott Cheryl N and Jason Campbell last known survivors of apocalyptic zombie outbreak building barricaded but no sign of life inside Gulletis Chris Walsh Mary rain and Nick Scott to be killed off by supernatural horror in order to fulfill prophecy yet they were never eaten Michelle B., David Forsey, Olga Krasik, Robert Hawks, and Michael Pollard. Last seen organizing complex prank against dean of local university. Prank never happened, frat permanently suspended, and dancing now banned on campus. I knew something had to be done. But this kind of case, this much of workload? I would need to assemble team. Best of best. If we were to take a gig, I had to make sure it did not end up like Iron Isle's job. That yeah, was too messy, even for me. No, this time, this time we would need a specialist.
1: Hello, it's Yuri Digger, your resident law bard, to catch you up on what happened last week on Wonders and Blunders. No listener shout-out for you this week. If you want to get a shout-out on next week's episode, just tag us in a post on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, Or send us a picture of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. These are totally free ways to help new listeners find the podcast and to help us grow. And we really appreciate it. But we had an action-packed episode last time, and that's going to continue. So let's get right into the recap. The party dove beneath the ice into the frozen church, sunk into the bottom of the magical Aetherlock in pursuit of Jerren the Eel Hag. They found an unlikely ally in the scions of the Voice in the Dark, a creature trapped inside the cathedral and being used by Jaren to control the creatures of the lake. With a ritual happening, striking lightning on the outside of the domed interior of the frozen church, the party knew they had to act fast. So they told the scions to ring the bells of the bell towers around the church as a distraction. While they made a break for the doors to stop Jaren, the party fought their way through the remaining eel creatures and transformed kobolds and reached the inside of the church where Jaren was performing his foul ritual. But the bells attracted something larger. A massive 80 foot electric eel started swirling above and just as they reached the inside of the church, it burst across the path that they had just taken, smashing through the exterior of the church and destroying it and carrying Star off in its jaws. That's one heck of a hairball for this eel. Let's find out how that turns out on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders.
2: Okay, so as the eel continues just powering through the other side of the cathedral, stone and metal and glass are all floating down, just bubbles and dust surrounding them as uh, the top of this cathedral collapses inward. Star, you can feel yourself inside the eel's mouth there is water just like rushing through the little cracks in between these long needle like teeth each of them almost as tall as you you are in complete darkness your dark vision does work so you can see its tongue like thrashing around trying to grab you and pull you down its throat and it is your turn
3: <laughs> good luck um okay so I'm holding on to one of the teeth And I guess like it's like the water from it moving Is like forcing me back Like I can't crawl out of the mouth
2: Yeah so the, the teeth are closed right now And the water is oh. pushing you back And the tongue is trying to grab you
3: Oh okay Yeah The teeth are closed Yeah Is there like Okay so you know that like soft spot On the top of your mouth That like part just above your throat Yeah Star's looking for that Okay The dangly bit The dangly yeah. bit Yeah Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be probably 15 feet behind you Okay. If I let go of the teeth, am I just going to hurl down the throat? Yes. <laughs> uh, so I was going to pull out his rapier and just stab up into the soft part of the eel's mouth. Okay. Uh, yeah, to try to get him to open his mouth. Yeah, make an attack. Okay. And I'm going to
2: say because you have to hold on to the teeth, it's going to be with disadvantage. Okay.
3: 11 plus 9 is 20. 20? That's a hit. So no enemy is within five feet of me or it, so I guess I get to take a time. <laughs> No, because you have
4: disadvantage. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's enemies inside of it right now,
3: so. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get a
2: sneak attack on a disadvantage attack, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true,
3: it's true. Uh, Okay, it's okay. I I rolled a four, so that's ten damage. So you stab up the,
2: it just, like, sinks into the top of the eel's mouth. The tongue, like, thrashes now, sort of knowing where you are in its mouth, is going to, yeah, start, like, thrashing out and trying to wrap around you, but its mouth doesn't open.
3: Okay. Uh.
0: Hide.
5: <laughs> 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 bonus
6: action hide.
2: Yeah,
5: bonus action di- disengage. Bonus action take the dodge? Dodge that tongue. No, you keep, no, no dodge,
3: isn't a, dodge isn't a bonus action. I think Star is going to try and press himself up against the teeth as much as he can to try and uh, avoid the tongue. I don't know if a bonus action hide even makes sense, but that's really what I want to do. Because he's trying to avoid the tongue, so he's going to try and, like shuffle his way away from where he stabbed into the mouth to get away from the tongue like he's literally trying to hide from the tongue so
2: yeah so like trying to sort of standing off I guess like in a fencing pose almost against this tongue which is just like (laughs) coiling up and getting ready to strike yeah we'll we'll end your turn there and see how that goes
7: (laughs) (laughs) I mean come on we all know how hard it is to get that little piece of food out of your teeth with your tongue even if you know exactly where it is
3: Exactly.
8: Mm-hmm. Especially when that little bit of food has a, you know, a rapier, Has a, a knife?
7: <laughs> it's just
2: your average popcorn kernel, really. <laughs> Scraping just against the roof of your mouth. Yeah,
3: or like a, or like a Tostito. You know what i yeah. like, <laughs> mean? Mm-hmm.
2: So back inside the cathedral, all of these big chunks of rubble are falling down towards the axe, the lightning, like, striking up through them and cracking pieces of concrete in half, electrifying these, like, beams of steel that are falling down. Jaren steps forward and sort of swirls his hands upward, and the water seems to react to his movement, and he starts to swirl the water itself to catch the debris, and this sort of vortex forms at the top where the ceiling was, which is now swirling all of this debris above everybody.
6: Are we, are we in that?
4: Great question.
6: <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I just would like to clarify clarification on the placement of the boys. <laughs> the
2: boys. This is a 50 foot wide, 25 foot tall whirlpool of water that is being created. But the center, like the entire church is about 80 feet across. So up on the balcony, as long as you stay on the balcony, uh, which is where Ben and Valen are, you both dove to the side, either side of the doorway to escape the eel. So as long as you're up on the balcony, you are not in it. Bree, you will have to make an athletics check. Oh, that's okay. Right
4: now? Yes. That is a dirty 20.
2: Uh, So the water, like, swirling past you, you feel yourself start to get torn back up, but you just power right through it, able to push through closer to Jaren. And he is going to move out into the center of the room next to the ritual, and seeing you sort of swimming down through that is just going to point to the eel people that were bracing themselves against this falling debris and are now okay. And he just looks up and says, They're here! Stop them! And...
7: Valen, it's your turn. And we can no longer see the orb that Ben was trying to dispel. You can't immediately see it
2: because of the swirling debris and all of the dust and bubbles and stuff, but you could try to make a perception check to find
7: it. I don't think anything else I can do right now is useful.
6: That's not good. <laughs> um, Boy... Not feeling great on this balcony. No, uh, I, mean, I guess... mean, <laughs> we
5: are really, like, we are well-prepared and, like, properly trained for this type of adventure, so, you know, it's going to go well. Mm-hmm.
6: We are planned and drilled. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I will move to the edge of the balcony, trying to shout over to, to Ben, find that orb! Okay! I will cast slow on Jaren and five squid people. Yes. Mm. So that is a wisdom save for all six of them. Oh, wait, wait. assuming that they're within 40-foot cube of each other. They are Jaren moved to the ritual. All according to my plan. Priest one, 14. Fail. Priest two
2: gets a 16. Success. Uh, Priest the third gets a natural one. Nice. Priest the fourth gets a
7: 19. Success. Priest the five gets an eight. I'm liking this. Yeah. Come on, Jaren, fail. Come yes, on, Jaren. Jaren, fail. This, this is the big one.
3: Oh, not looking good. Oh.
2: Hey, Jaren, you got like a plus 12 wisdom save?
4: I hope not. Sounds like he nope. rolled a three. He got an 11 total. Fail. You see what he did there? He didn't tell us what he rolled so that we have no idea how strong he actually is. <laughs> <laughs> He's onto our
6: tricks.
7: Yeah, so Valen sort of like swims forward, panicked, and, and yeah, once again, like pulls out the, the orb and, and you see these trails of sort of mist sparkling through the water uh, as each of them, yeah, ice up around their bodies.
2: Yeah, it's moving through, like getting bashed by all of these swirling pieces of debris that are now just like feet away from your face, just every once in a while, a huge like section of stained glass. Before it was all like nice people feasting and now they look like they're running away and screaming. And then it is the kobolds which are going to swim in a protective front in front of Jaren. They all look like they are preparing for Bree to come down, fangs and claws bared. Mm. They don't want to get in the swirling tornado of death. And Brie, as you're coming down, you also see one of these scions swimming from the back of the church towards you and all of these kobolds. Ooh. And it is your turn.
4: These kobolds are... Between me and Jaren, but not between me and the axe?
2: No, Jaren is also next to the axe. Okay. Jaren has placed himself, so the axe is in like the center of the room. Um, Priests around the axe, Jaren between priests, axe, and you, and then the kobolds are all in front of Jaren. And this axe is 40 feet away from me? You're swimming like right down the wall. Yeah, it would be 40 feet away.
4: Okay. How many attacks of opportunity am I going to take swimming directly to this axe? (laughs) <laughs> um, you're going to take six prepared attacks, which are
2: all reactions. Yeah. Uh, so then you will take an opportunity from
4: Jaren. Yeah, seven attacks. All right. So here's my plan. I'm going to charge in to the thick of all of them and then cast Thunder Wave. Sick. My hope was that I could yeah. grab the axe, cast it on the axe, and hit all the Kraken Priests around it as well. But I may have to... Uh, remove other things in front of me first. So
2: as you get into range, all of the kobolds are going to make their prepared attacks.
4: Okay. Are you missing any HP? Yes. Yeah. I guess my, my question my question in regards to the prepared attacks is if I just get into the mob of them, oh yeah, I take all the prepared attacks, but... But you won't take any attacks of opportunity. Right. Because you won't. But that's you, only if Sharon you want to get anyway. into
7: the mob, so you won't take and Jaren's attack. you won't take Jaren's reaction because he is slowed.
4: Oh, Ooh, that's true. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I'm going straight for the axe, and I'm going to Thunder Wave on the axe and try to see if I can hit everybody. It's within a 15 foot range, the spell. So.
2: Okay, so you would get you would get Jaren and the priests. That's yeah. Okay, that's my main goal. So
4: I'm going to take Sweet.
6: it. Ooh, <laughs> this is going to hurt. Great, another great, it's band, another name. great band name. <laughs> Jaren and the priests. <laughs> Jaren, Jaren and the priests. Yeah, Jaren just sounds like a David Bowie alter ego. <laughs> like, that's, well, it is Jared. Pretty much, yeah. right. Yeah, oh, there, there you go. Thank you <laughs> why, why your brain, brain was
7: making that connection.
6: Yes. So now I'm, I'm picturing a uh, handsome Squidworth, voiced by David Bowie.
2: <laughs> Great big Jared
6: hair, big blonde floating, uh, teased platinum blonde hair floating in the wind. Uh, attack number one's a 14.
2: Miss. Attack number two is a 21. Hit. Attack number three is a 20. Hit. Attack number 4 is 18. Oh, hit. Attack number 5 is a
0: 20. Hit? Wow, these guys
2: are rolling really well.
6: And attack number 6 is a 16. Miss. Okay. I think I think they get advantage if you, if, if they're like a lot of them. Is it attack tactics? If,
2: if you're missing right. HP, yep. they get advantage. Okay. They can sense. smell your blood. They have blood frenzy, like any normal kobold. Just give me the damage one
4: by one, because I'm going to have to half all of it from rage.
2: Uh, First one is four, five. Third one is five.
4: Nice. Those odd numbers. (laughs) Fourth one is four, so 18 total. Eight damage total. (laughs) Nine. Uh, Assuming this is, like, piercing, that they're stabbing me or something. Yeah, slashing. They've all got their claws slashing at you. Yeah, so Bree is just, like, bundling up, like, a little rocket and torpedoing towards that axe.
2: And you get through the group of them. They're all just like clawing at you as you go through, Uh, but you push right through them uh, past Jaren, who looks like he is trying to materialize some sort of spear to stab you with, but you just swim right under his arm.
4: He's slowed. And then, yeah, I guess, landing down and grabbing the axe, uh, Bree is just going to pulse out a wave of energy from her ruins and from a underwater roar. Using the aberrant Dragon Merc, Um, to cast Thunderwave souped up. And to clarify a rules lawyer thing here, we changed Aberrant Dragonmark so instead of getting a con bonus, I'm allowed to cast the spell while raging. In case anyone is wondering on that one little thing everybody within a 15-foot cube can make a constitution yeah, so. saving throw.
6: Save your tweets, rules lawyers. I just wanted to get that all over us. You've been all over us, yeah, you were to this
7: fly. Honestly, but to be fair, we never break the rules. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I enjoy people messaging us on Twitter so much that I, w- I would love for them to just be critiquing yeah, no, keep, our rules. Please,
6: please do it. <laughs> uh, this is just it. We, we love your out, uh, your
2: input. Oh, God. Jaren, come on. <laughs> You're a boss, dude. It's a five.
4: <laughs> then priests. Uh, 15. Uh, the saving throw is 16 to beat. Okay, so fail, 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 fail. They all fail. Uh, they all take five. Four damage and get pushed 10 feet away. And then, if you roll an odd number, uh, please pick one random creature within 30 feet of me. That's not me. Oh, God, there's so many. Uh, Is there 10? There's 12. Six. Uh, That is
2: one of the kobolds. It takes 11 force damage from the Aberrant
4: Dragon Merc. Going,
2: Going wild. And you actually see like with this, when this thunder damage rings out, it feels to everybody else like the bell going off. And all of these creatures like grab their heads as they're getting thrown backwards by this spell. As this bubble of thunder comes out from you, all of them like grab their heads. Uh,
4: You can see it is super effective. And I think that's all my things. I can't really get this ax up right now, but that's, that's the plan. So you are in the thick of it. Two of the
2: eel guards are going to swim through the kobolds and come after you.
4: Come at me, bros. They will. I don't know why I said that. Every time I say things like that, I end up immediately regretting it. (laughs) Knock
2: on wood. Knock on wood. (laughs) Oh, actually, both of them are going to throw harpoons at you. The first one's going to miss with a 12. And so is the second one with the exact same roll. So they're not going to do that. And then they're going to swim up to you and use their second attack to try to give you a bite. Two more misses, I think. A 17 and a 14. Miss and miss? Excellent. So they're all up in your grill, but yeah, the two harpoons just like fly past you and just get sucked into the now dissipating lightning around. As these priests get knocked back, you see the lightning kind of goes wild off of the axe and starts to fade and uh, retreat back inside.
4: That was the goal. That was the real goal. Just tank, them tank, break, tank, break the
2: tank. ritual for a hot second. <laughs> ben, as you're getting up to look around while you're up on the balcony, you can see out the door behind you, well, the door, the ruined side <laughs> of the cathedral, uh, <laughs> that there is one eel creature and two kobolds that seem to have dodged the giant mouth coming across and are swimming towards you from behind. And Kara, it's your turn.
5: It's time for me and Rowan to charge towards the dome, I think.
2: Yeah,
5: Ruined into the maw of death. Still clamped in my teeth.
2: Uh, yeah, so from your vantage point, the two of you could see the vast majority of the baddies that were out on the con- uh, on the enclave got eaten by the eel when it swooped across, but you can see these couple of survivors are now swimming towards the door, so you can be swimming after them.
5: Alright, that's the plan. What was I traveling at with baggage? I think I was traveling at 60. Yeah,
2: I was taking 10 feet off your speed. Yeah. Okay, so you move, you and Rowan move 60 feet, so you'll easily, you won't have to dash to get inside next turn. I think we said you were 80 feet away. Okay. Good. And yeah, you're kind of riding up alongside these creatures that are coming in now. Mm-hmm. Then the tentacled priests are all going to kind of gather themselves up and swim back to the axe. One of them is going to turn and look at you, Bree, and you can make a wisdom save.
4: Uh, okay. I'm actually okay at those. Nat 20. Ooh! Hey!
2: As they turn, and their hood kind of comes down a little bit, and you see they just have these clouded over white eyes, big eel-like maws as well, and it looks at you and just speaks something in some terrible echoing language, and you feel your body start to freeze. Ooh. Your muscles start to become paralyzed, but... You just rage right through it. And the others are going to start chanting again. So they get down on the ground, place their hands around the axe, and the lightning starts to come back under control and start shooting up in a pillar again out of the now broken roof.
7: Asking my usual, does slow affect this question for the two slash three of them that would be affected?
2: They only got pushed back 15 feet, so they are able to reach
7: it. More so asking about the casting a spell.
2: Well, so, okay. So what they were doing was making concentration checks. So I'll give the ones with slow disadvantage. Mm. They just need to concentrate. Mm -hmm. It's not really like casting a spell. Cool. You don't have to do
7: that if you don't want to.
2: No, I I think it should have some effect because they're talking slower. So it would take more concentration for them to be able to do it. You know, like it does slow them down.
4: Nice. Uh, and they did all pass So we can see if that Just imagine like four drummers trying to keep a beat Only one of them is not slowed And he's just like, it's right. two four time
3: It's
2: two
4: four <laughs> yeah, time, you <laughs> idiots Not my temper
2: Yeah, so you see like the lightning goes into a column But with one of them you see the lightning Start to curl up Their arms You can see like the fingers on the front Starting to get just disintegrated by this lightning As it starts forcing its way up their body Cool Badass Diglin is going to try to not get sucked into the death vortex. She does not do it. Good. She is sucked into the death vortex. Oh no,
8: bad, bad. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Takes a bunch of bludgeoning damage as pieces of the church start to buffet her as she is thrown in a circle.
8: Uh, Like a blender.
2: And then Ben, it's your turn. How far away is
6: Bree? 40 feet down and 40 feet in. Yeah, Ben'll uh shout to Valen like, Watch out behind us and then do a perception check to find the find the orb. I rolled an eight. Fifteen. With
2: a 15, you can see it. Looking through all of the bubbles, you can see this ornate orb spinning around a circle. It's on the far end of the cathedral now. Looking through all the pieces of rubble, you can see it spinning, and it's it's going to spin its way back this way through the vortex in the next turn.
6: Okay. Uh, ben begins concentrating to time a dispel magic when it gets within. Is it within 120 feet? Yeah. The the, the okay, church cool. is only yeah, 80 feet I across. Thought, I thought the spell magic was. Uh, it 60 would feet. take your action to do the perception right, check. Right. I already though. did that. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Fuck. Right. Yeah. Ben kind of uh, says to Valen, like, "They're they're coming. Watch my back."
2: Valen nods. Uh, with that, Rowan, it's your turn.
8: I am in the maw of a shark disguised as an eel. Um,
2: D&D's the best. <laughs> <laughs> this is so mental.
8: Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Well, for only 20 feet, then, yeah, I'll do uh, a bonus action perception to get the, the lay of the land in there. Uh, 18 plus 11, so uh, 29.
2: You can see these creatures making their way in. Another, You see up in another like bell tower as the top of it just teeters over after having been knocked by the giant eel. Uh, you okay. see another scion fighting in the ruined tower, uh, as you see a bunch of these eel creatures and kobolds swarming up the bottom of the tower, trying to overtake it. You see the giant eel still sparking with electricity, and it is thrashing back and forth as it swims upwards, sort of towards the surface, away from the cathedral. Inside the cathedral you can see this torrent of ruined rubble spinning in a whirlpool and lightning shooting up through the middle of it. It's like extremely third act of a Marvel movie here. <laughs>
8: <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm gonna tell uh, tell Kara to uh, okay, uh, get me in as close as that whirlpool as you can. There, I guess I'll take the uh, the dodge action.
2: Then I think Ben, in your mind, you hear a struggling and pained cry, just echo through your mind, and Rowan, after having looked around in this area, you see some of the kobolds break off from attacking the scions on the towers and start Mm. to swim towards the church.
8: Oh, okay.
2: Then Star, the tongue, whips out at you and tries to grab you with a 25 to hit. Yeah, it's a hit. So it doesn't do any damage, but it grapples you, and you can make an athletics check against it as it tries to pull you down its throat.
3: Four. Oh Oh, no.
2: So you, digging your sword in as you go, disappear down into the darkness of the beast's stomach. Then it is your turn. Oh! (laughs) As you get thrown into the huge open chamber of its stomach. The water rushing past you stops as the sort of disgusting throat orifice closes behind you, like a rotating door. Inside, you can see there is a mist, like a green fog that floats at the bottom of the water. And in it, you can see half-digested eel creatures, a couple of half-digested kobold creatures. And you also see swimming above that, closer to the top, across these boned ribs that protect a bunch of the organs that you can see through, like, the thin membranous skin of the inside of its stomach. You can see one eel creature and four of the kobolds, and they are swimming up towards the top, all of them with their weapons trying to dig in, and they all swing their heads to you Uh (laughs) as
3: you enter. Star is going to, like, he has a rapier in his hand. He's going to put it away, hold his hands up, and be like, we we can work together to get out of here. And then he's going to pull out his magic dagger, and he's going to start cutting into the stomach wall. Okay, so make an attack. Twelve. <laughs> oh,
2: no. Yeah, so it is, like, chipping up against these hard bones that you can see, like, it is well defended in here. It has its organs protected with these thick bone-like protrusions. As you say that, the eel creature is looking at you and has this harpoon in its hand, and you see mm-hmm. it, like, ready it as if it's going to throw it at you. And then out of the gas below, these filaments whip up and grab three of the kobolds and start dragging them down towards the mist and the eel creature looks at you and barks something in this guttural echoing language and then uses the harpoon to try to cut at the filaments that are dragging these kobolds down
3: oh okay this is a little bit of of an abuse of two weapon fighting but could I throw my dagger at one of the filaments to try and cut it
2: Sure, yeah. Trying
3: to stab and then tossing it into
2: the other hand and throwing it. Yeah.
3: Um, Okay, good. Uh, That's 24. 24 is a hit. And I don't know, would this count as sneak attack? I don't know if I would. Yeah, you you can take sneak attack on this. You're now allied
7: with the kobold
3: wrapped in the filament.
2: Yeah, that's 10 damage. 10 damage? Yeah, so you cut through this filament and it just sort of floats free above.
3: And then I'm going to look, like after that happens and it cuts free, I'm going to look at the eel and be like like stick a thumb up, like, eh, eh?
9: Yeah, and
2: it again just like barks out and like pounds on its chest with the harpoon uh, as more filaments whip up. One of them is going to attack
4: you. Does the inside of this eel's stomach count as its layer? I was going to think, this eel has layer actions inside itself. Yeah, yeah, I love (laughs) it.
9: That is wicked.
2: Okay, so it's going to try to hit you, but it rolls a crit fail, so it misses and just kind of like whips against the wall next to you. And it also, 11 misses the other creature as well. And it kind of like swims back while fending off this filament and ends up like back to back with you as these filaments are like coming up out of the mist below. Then it is Jaren. He is going to slowly raise up his hand again and a harpoon made of ice. Forms in it, and he's cool. going to throw it at you. Oh, for a crit. Ooh. So, Bree, you take 17 Oof. piercing damage. Ooh.
4: Oh. Not ice damage.
2: And the harpoon digs itself into your shoulder. It's like the momentum of it freezes it to your body. Ow. He is slowed, so he can't do anything else. So, then, Valen, it's your turn. Does, could you describe what's there again? One eel creature and three kobolds.
7: Yeah, can I send a ice knife at the eel and one of the kobolds using the Staff of Twinning? Yeah. 22 to hit. That's a hit. On the eel? On the eel, and then the kobold is an 11 to hit. Which is a miss. So the one that it hit takes one piercing damage, and then now they all make two deck saves. Okay, so the eel, six and a 20. So one success, one fail.
2: A seven and a nat 20 for one of the kobolds. Three and an 11 for the second one. And a
7: five and a 16 for the third. One of them got a success and a fail. The other one failed twice. Okay. So for the first one, six cold damage. And for the second one, four cold damage. Yeah, hearing Ben say, like, look out behind us, Valen grabs the staff off his back and and turns and shoots the the shards of ice at at the creatures approaching. The one that failed
2: both just gets filled up with these shards and just starts floating, stops floating towards you, one of the kobolds. The eel is also not looking good, and neither are the other two remaining kobolds that are swimming towards you. They're all just, like, filled up with these icicles. Excellent.
7: And are you staying there? Oh, my God. Yeah, I need to move, don't I? But I need to stay within sight of Ben. And I need to not go in the vortex. What, what are my options? Yeah. Up or to the right. You You jump to like the right
2: side of yeah. the, and Ben is on the left side of the door. Yeah. So if you swim up or if you start swimming just around the balcony, you'll be able to keep sight on Ben with, with only 15 feet of movement. They're going to get
7: to me anyway, but yeah, I'll make it 15 feet further. Okay. For them to go, I'll go to the right a little bit.
2: It is. All of the kobolds are coming after Bree again. Yeehaw. 21. Hit. 16. Miss. 21. Hit. 17. Miss. 22. Hit. And nat 20. <clears throat> 4, 5, 3, and 7. Okay. As they all just surround you, attacking, biting, and clawing. Then you see one of the priests... While it is trying to, like, channel the one that the electricity is starting to move up its arm, from behind it, these tentacles start to wrap around it as the deep scion swims up behind it, just looming over it with this huge form, and just start biting into it. And that makes it your turn, Bree. Is it possible to
4: lift up this axe, or is it... Extremely chained down It's extremely chained down Okay Then I think I'm probably just gonna have to start fighting and scrapping I'm surrounded by a bunch of these kobolds I can't really get to these cracking priests yet So I'm just gonna take three claw attacks At uh, at the kobolds around me uh, I got a 16 That's a hit 13 That's a hit And an at 20 And that's a crit The weak guy first Okay For max roll, 10 damage Dead hit another random guy for six damage. Uh, yeah, okay. And then we'll hit a third different guy with the crit. Okay. Ten damage. So, two go down. Uh, yeah, these are just with with her claw attacks, so I think Bree being surrounded by everybody, realizing that she can't quite exactly get the axe up right now. Just probably spins in a little vortex of her own, uh, just shredding anything that she can kind of get her hand on around her. Starting to fight for her life. She's looking pretty rough, close to bloodied, but not quite yet. Okay.
2: Then the two eels around you are going to start chomping away again. One of them is going to swim away from you, so you can make an attack of opportunity on them. Ooh, yes, please. Uh,
4: 16? Uh, 16's a hit.
2: Eight damage. So the first one is going to attack you twice. 15 and an 18. The 18 hits. For six slashing damage as it slashes you with its claws. Then the other one is going to huck its harpoon at you. Okay. For a 21.
0: That hits.
2: So it swims 20 feet away from you, throws the harpoon for eight. Piercing damage, and that kind of sticks into your back, and then it pulls you. So you can make a strength check. You got a 21, uh, 16. Ooh. Uh, so then he's going to pull you 20 feet away from the priests to him, and then make its bite attack with a critical fail. Yeah.
4: Bria is now just,
2: officially bloodied. <laughs> just catch his mouth as he tries to bite you when he pulls you
7: away.
6: Three is fine, he said. Do a perception check, he said. <laughs> <laughs>
7: oh, whoops. There goes half my HP. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling that, that was going to happen this round. of yeah, them. I did too. So then the
2: creature that just got filled up with icicles and the two remaining kobolds are going to come after Valen. So Valen, a harpoon gets thrown at you as well as it swims into the doorway. Oh, uh, that's an Eight. Miss Goes right past you, and then the three kobolds, you are missing HP, right? Yep. Yep. That's a 20. Woof. Uh, 12. Miss. Oh, and that's it. There were only two left, because the other one died. So that one hits you for two, <laughs> we two slashing damage. We can handle that for a bit. And the eel is just, like, standing in the doorway barking orders at them. Is it missed with its harpoon? So, and, that and harpoon it... sails off the balcony, right? Uh, yeah, it's on reach. a chain, so he has to use the rest of his turn to pull it back. Mm. Yeah, so,
6: like, Ben's just got his back to all this as the harpoon shoots past his head and he's just, like, oh, <laughs> just watching the orb.
7: <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> and Kara, it's your turn.
5: Time to charge into that building.
7: The cavalry has arrived.
5: I will approach, and as I get to the doorway, drop Rowan and bite the eel guy.
3: Yeah. Okay. The shark has entered the field.
5: Yes. <laughs> If at least one of the shark's allies is within five feet of the creature and the ally eye isn't incapacitated, I have advantage. You have and advantage. Rowan, I just dropped Rowan right there.
2: It's <laughs> so convenient when you get to drop your teammates where you need them to get advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you drop That's him amazing. 10 feet back and have to swim back and grab him and throw him <laughs> <up> closer.
5: <laughs> Distract this eel. That is 22 to hit. That nice. is a hit. Uh, only for four damage, though,
2: alas. Okay. Oh, I've got to make a bunch of wisdom saves. Oh yeah, because I forgot to do it last turn. Oh, I need to make a concentration check. I pass. So Jaren got a nat twenty. So at the after he throws that harpoon at you, Bree, he is stops being slowed, and then these four priests. Three priests. Yeah, only three failed. Uh, five, or sorry, an eight. Uh, Sixteen. Success. And twelve. Fail. So two of them are going to make their concentration checks normally. And then two of them are going to make them with disadvantage. So the one that the scion is like chewing on. The lightning just swirls up both of its arms and completely disintegrates it. And the lightning sort of like starts shooting out in that direction, like it's being uncontrolled. Bree, you can make another wisdom save. Oh boy, here I go saving again. Oh, that's a critical fail! <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so as you get pulled over, you hear those words just sort of echo out behind you, and your muscles this time freeze up. Uh oh. SpaghettiOs. As you are paralyzed. Uh-oh. I'm getting rumble Then Diglin is still trapped in this whirling thing. She's going to try to get out. She does. So she swims downward out of the vortex and is going to swim up to Jaren, but she... Talk some
8: sense into that boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, she had to use her action to get out, but she's closing the distance. And Ben, it's your turn.
6: Yeah, uh, Ben waits for the uh, uh, the orb to kind of spin in his direction and then holds out a hand and casts Dispel Magic on it.
7: And if he has to roll for that... He does. I do. He rolls a 13 on the die. Okay. Them would make it a 20. 20? So
2: the orb spins close to you, the dispel magic goes off, and it does work. The brass and gold rims that were sort of uh, enveloping this clear orb break (laughs) apart as the magic that was holding this orb together releases. This dark cloud of water gets swirled into the vortex, revealing a large tube-like creature just three black eyes coming down the front of its face, a circular, toothy maw, very similar to the one emblazoned on the Scion's armor. It has these large tentacles that end in flourishing fins at the end of its body, and it uncurls out of this ball, like, stretching the fins out, the water in the vortex just sort of now bending around it, as these like weird strands of mucus are coming off of it and in your mind you just hear it start to laugh in all of your minds it just says thank you
6: my word is true I will assist you as I can cool
5: cool good 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 good
6: Ben uh, has his eyes closed and he just thinks back at it I'm a representative of the god of time stay true to your bond
2: Rowan it's your turn
8: uh, okay, so to be clear, I still have that thunder key, right? Yep. I guess I'll do another bonus action perception now that I'm in the room to get a layout of what I am seeing sort of down, yeah, where everything's going on, where Jaren and that is.
2: You see a swimming dog pile on top of Bree, who is floating motionless <laughs> as they just beat the ever-loving shit out of her. Okay.
9: Um, <laughs> Ooh. You see... Oh, boy. Uh, there
2: are four remaining... Priests. Um, One of them has just disintegrated in the mouth of the scion. You can see the axe with this sort of semi-uncontrolled lightning shooting out of it. And this new creature that has entered the arena floating just feet away from Ben.
8: Okay, And, and I heard that it's here to
2: give us aid, yeah? Yes, this is the voice in the dark.
8: Okay, in that perception, did I see a way to get down into that without getting sucked up into the vortex? there's no like stairs down conveniently or anything like that kind of like uh no there would (laughs)
2: actually be stairs there would be a staircase on the outside that leads down um so you would have to i would say there's like one sort of next to valen and then the other one has been just completely destroyed by the eel
8: yeah still disguised as an eel and uh really hoping that my plan works otherwise i'm you know, this is now Kara that I'm leaving a, a, to her abilities with these creatures, much like uh, much like Valen a, a few rounds before. But uh, I'm going to try to hold on to this disguise and uh, and go for that staircase. So I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'll use my action to to dash and get uh, and get there.
2: Yeah. Okay. You have a you have a bonus action dash as well, or you bonus action perception, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you dash past Valen, <laughs> kind of up against the wall. Oh yeah, Valen's almost dead too, isn't he?
8: Yeah, yeah. All right. No, no, no. Disguise or no, I um, yeah, I'll I'll keep the disguise going, but I'll swim up and uh, and attack uh, one of the creatures around uh, around Valen. Okay. Oh, I think that's the highest I've ever rolled on an attack.
7: I think you see Valen at first, sort of like grimace as this giant eel creature comes closer, and then like mm-hmm. slowly recognize like your version of the of the disguise.
8: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, like, weird bluish polka dots on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. 18 plus 7, uh, 25 yeah, to hit. hit. And I get sneak attack on this, right? Yes. Uh, 13 damage altogether.
2: 13 is enough to take it down.
8: All right. Oh, that's definitely all my actions, so I am done.
2: Okay. With that, this creature that I think some of the sea horror tale readers of the group would recognize as an aboleth. Mm-hmm lets out this screech and in your minds you hear it laughing again. Oh. The kobold that is attacking you, Valen, and all of the kobolds that are around Bree turn and start swimming towards the priests and you hear the same command that's going out to them you hear in your minds. tear them to shreds. Don't let them escape. And Ben it turns and looks at you. With those three stacked eyes, and in your mind, you hear, I'm to the gods. Very interesting. Let me see what you know. And you can make a wisdom save. Oh, boy. We have done it now. 23. Okay, yeah. You feel it start to, like, reach into your mind, but you push it out. You can see it. it's... Just a a totally alien face, but the mouth, the maw has, like, closed. It doesn't look like it's going to attack you or anything, but it is focused on you.
6: Yeah, Ben, like, gives it a dirty look, and he says, focus on your task. (laughs) There we go. Owl boy
8: becoming an owl man.
2: (laughs) So up above, the eel is swimming around again, and it looks like it's going to make another turn and come back down towards the cathedral. Inside the eel, Star, it is your turn. (laughs) You are back-to-back with one of these eel creatures.
3: So the tendrils that are coming up from the stomach, they're only coming up, like, every now and again. Like, they're not... We're not, like, surrounded by them? No, yeah. You can't really see how many of them are down there, but you can see that
2: these are reaching up and, like, pulling things down into this digestive gas. Inside okay. of it, you can see, like, these membranes have sort of formed over creatures that it has grabbed, and it is right. digesting them down there.
3: Okay. Uh, how are the cobalts doing?
2: One of them is free. The other two are still getting pulled down towards, uh, towards the bottom. It, it, they haven't had a turn yet, though.
3: Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is use my bonus action to summon my dagger back. I guess I don't know if the eel creature understands me, but the star's going to turn around and be like, "Uh, our only hope is to get out of here. And then um, is there a... uh, Can I just do a perception check to kind of look around inside the stomach to see for like... He's looking for like any weak part to cut himself out of or like any escape, any like... Other, I mean, the orifice that he came in is there—a glowing yes. red the exit sign.
2: Yeah, 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 There, there's the the back door is there as well, uh, right. also closed, <laughs> also closed. Okay, <laughs> got it. <laughs> but I, I think it, it would be easy enough to see around that. If you want to like do a perception check, then you might be able to spot uh, something. If you wanted to use your action for that, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, okay.
3: Now is the time to, for the rolls to be good. Finally, three, but I got a fourteen, so seventeen. Seventeen. Okay.
2: So I think looking around in here, you can see that it has these armored organs, but but its organs are visible up through, like, the thin membrane around the stomach. Uh, It does look like it has evolved to protect itself from creatures that it has swallowed. (laughs) But you can see, like, some important-looking stuff up in there. And (laughs) it kind of seems like if you were able to get around these... Bones that are protecting it—that you'd mm-hmm. hit something juicy, uh, and that it okay. would—it would probably have to do something
3: about that. How <laughs> close am I to the juiciest spot? Like, what's the juiciest spot that's closest to me? Yeah, you're up against the top, and I think like looking straight up,
2: you would see something purple and pulsing behind a cage of bone.
3: Okay, cool. So then, as a, we'll start. Well, starts just gonna pull his rapier back out. <laughs> to get both of his weapons out and then um he's just going to be ready to attack at the purple thing on the next ta- on the next round. Okay. Yeah. And then uh I don't know if he can communicate. Can I like bump the eel with my elbow and point up at the purple thing when you talk to it and you say we've got to get out of here. It like rah, rah,
2: rah, rah, back at you and is it is also frustrated like miming at you and like he's holding the harpoon and looking yeah. down at the gas, he's trying to right. mime something at you like that.
3: Yeah, and Star is pointing up at the purple thing, and is kind of trying to make a stabbing motion with the with his with his rapier at okay. the purple thing, and pointing at the eel's harpoon. Or yeah, okay.
8: This um, is the so, buddy action spin-off I want. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of your turn, in the gas below, you see a bunch of little tadpole-like parasites that seem to be living down there and like eating the stuff that fang is digesting and they start to swim up out of the gas towards these uh the kobolds that are there and towards you so they're gonna attack you and the eel that is a 14 for you and a 17 for the eel miss on me okay so you see it attach and kind of like dig itself onto the shoulder of this eel And then it's looking at you, but its eyes kind of dilate as it attaches itself, and it starts looking like it's going to push off of the wall down into the bottom, but shakes itself free. Oh, okay. And then, like, musters all of its strength, and it will make an attack against the organ. With the harpoon, that's a lot of damage. (laughs) Yeah, so it stabs up through with the harpoon and you see it chip some of the bone off and stick into the organ, which like retracts and the whole ceiling above you compresses and pushes down. At the end of its turn, it compresses down. So now you had 20 feet of space above the gas. Now you have 10 feet of space. Right. As you see the two kobolds pushed into the gas. The third one just kind of pressed up against the top, like fighting off these parasites. As it's fighting off the parasites, you see it get this kind of glassy look in its eyes, and it starts ignoring them and swimming towards the two of you viciously. Rats. We are back to Jaren, who is going to form another one of those harpoons, and three are still the only one here. Uh Yeah, that sounds about right. And Diglin. Oh, and Diglin, that's right. Actually, yeah, he would see Diglin swimming towards him and would just say, well, look who it is. Come to finish the job. And then is going to throw the harpoon at her. So he hits with that. And then the harpoon does the same thing. It digs into her shoulder and then freezes over to her back. And then he pulls his fist down and both of the harpoons uh, light up with electricity. And you both
7: take two lightning damage. Ooh,
4: that's Aww. not too bad.
7: That's like good for Bree, right? That like regenerates Bree?
4: <laughs>
5: totally. No, not quite.
7: <laughs> and
2: he is just going to stay putting himself now between Diglin and the priests.
7: And Valen. it's your turn. I think I'm gonna look at the eel in front of Kara and sort of like, okay, she's got that. Um, <laughs> and I can look down over the balcony and see Jaren, right? Yes, yeah. Through all the swirling debris. All right. I I mean, I've got the spell slot. Okay, I'm going to cast slow again.
8: There we go. There on we go.
7: Uh, Jaren and five other creatures. So how many squids are left? There are the four priests. squids and two eels. Jaren, uh, four squids and one of the eels. Okay. Jaren gets high, 23. Mm. Well done, sir.
2: Eel... Gets a 16. That's a success.
1: Priest
2: 1. It's a natural 1. Nice. Priest 2 gets a 16. Success. Priest 3 gets a 9. Fail. Priest 4 gets... Yeah, Jaren passed, the eel passed, and two of
7: the priests passed. And the oh. other two fail. And the other so. two failed. So status quo at the cost of a third level spell slot amazing um, yeah no I, I look over the, the side and uh, yeah just like kind of like mutter again and point the the staff of 20 out and try real hard but uh, that's what happens it's Balin. so then all of the
2: hobolds remaining down at the bottom so they're going to go for the priests and all these priests are missing hit points and two of them have minus two AC Two of them have minus two. Okay, so then a this hits twelve hits. I rolled four d four and I maxed them all. Wow! Amazing boy, 20 damage.
5: They just needed the proper encouragement.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they swarm around one of the priests, tearing <laughs> chunks out of it as its robe starts to like flutter up in shambles. The lightning sort of struggling against it. And then the scion is going to try to finish it off. And with a nat 20 on its first attack, bites into it and kills it.
8: I'm glad you're getting all these rolls out now.
2: Bree, it is your turn as now there are only three left on the ritual.
4: I'm paralyzed, so all I can do is make a save, yes? At the end of your turn, yeah. I rolled a wisdom, 12. 12? 12, 12 is not enough. I float ah. in the water.
2: That
3: uh. is
2: unfortunate. There are two eels next to you. They're gonna try to eat you. Yep. Yeah.
3: Oh, man.
2: As is their prerogative. That sounds right. <laughs> So with advantage, that is a 23 and a 16. 16, no. Okay. So one of them gets a crit. Oh, but they both get both attacks. So that's one attack hits, one attack misses for the first one. And then the second one is a hit and a crit, which it was anyway. Great.
9: Casual
3: three crits. Thankfully, my rage is still up, so... I'm regretting my rage choices. combined with cold person is a pretty funny image. Yeah. Yeah, as long as I take <laughs> damage, Veins it stays bulging. Up, so. Oh, so this is a good thing. Yeah.
8: <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Three crits. Yeah.
2: Uh, crit number one is uh, nine plus four, 13. Crit number two, same thing, 13. And then crit number three is. Same thing, 13 Alright, I'm, uh, I'm looking like I've seen better days So all oh of that boy. is halved with rage But they are just biting and stabbing and clawing Then the eel that is with you Kara is going to attack you
5: mm-hmm.
2: We're attacking it Only mm-hmm. fair Yep Wow, a 9 and a 10
5: <laughs> These both, Those both miss yep. Shark.
2: <laughs> Three and a 4 Good job, dude And then that other kobold that was left swims over the edge and gets sucked into the vortex. And Kara, it's your turn.
5: I would like to bite this guy. That is a 24 to hit. That's a hit. So I hit for seven damage. Okay. And then I'd like to bully past him if I can into the space and uh, charge towards Bree. So
2: you're going to swim off the edge into the vortex? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's going to take an attack of opportunity on you. Yep. For 12. Hits. For 10 damage. Okay. And then you can make an athletics check when you go into the vortex.
5: That is a six. Whoops.
2: A six? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you are caught in it. You don't immediately take damage, but you are now swirling around inside the vortex as it, it spins you around through all of this debris. Okay, so this other one has joined the circle. Can't concentrate on two things at once, so Bree, your hold person fades as it starts concentrating on the ritual. Uh, And then the two slowed ones with disadvantage... The lightning now just like raging up. It seems like even though there is one less and they're getting attacked, they still have it under control, just fully focused in. And at this point, the lightning is like shooting up through the vortex. On the other side of the vortex, you can see the water is starting to swirl and move. And through it, you can see much darker waters. And in it, it, there are these blue crystals floating. But looking closer, they're connected with tunnels. It looks like kind of a strange city, like boiling looking water surrounding the bases of them, almost forming like walls. But in just like the deepest, darkest water that you've ever seen. This artificial light kind of illuminating some of the waters around it, but just immediately getting cut out into the void of it. Then Diglin going to start chopping on Jaren. The frost machete appears in one hand and she chops down into his shoulder and then twists it. So he's going to make a disadvantage concentration check and fail. Hey. So the vortex fails and all of the debris just starts to spin out of it. So <laughs> everyone
8: Doesn't rain but it pours, eh?
2: The only people that are down there are Kara and Bree. So Kara and Bree can both make deck saves. I feel it automatically.
4: Oh, no. Oh, no, wait. No, I guess
2: I'm not. <laughs> you're not paralyzed anymore. anymore. No. Oh, yeah. okay. So I
4: actually get to roll with advantage then. 18. 18.
2: 19. 18 and 19 are good. So the piece is, like, spinning by. Bree, you're able to sort of push yourself backwards as one of the eel creatures gets pinned by a piece that would have landed on all three of you. You and the other eel pushing on either side as this big chunk of cathedral lands on the third. The Bree are all concentrating, and a big chunk of it falls onto the axe in the middle of them, kind of pushing them all back from it, but crushing the kobolds that were attacking them. Oh, That's not good.
5: Bummer.
6: Do any damage to the chains?
2: Now that the water has kind of cleared from this vortex and all the debris is hitting the ground, you can see that, no, the chains hold strong. The axe doesn't even really move where it's, like, balanced on this altar. And Diglin is just like, we went
6: too easy on you. And Ben, it's your turn. Okay, uh, that eel creature uh, that's by the doorway can make a wisdom save, 15. Uh, toll the Dead rings out. Nat 20. Okay. Plastic Toll the Dead rolls. So Ben kind of does that haphazardly, like throws a hand to the side, and then he, he holds both uh, his hands out in front of him and casts a mass healing word. It's going to hit everybody. Not a ton, but it'll it'll get a little bit of healing on everybody. Hey, Max, roll. Everyone gets 8 HP back. Thank you. Including Star? Like, everyone? Thanks. Everyone? Thank a, you. No, everyone who's alive and here. <laughs> oh sorry, everyone who's not inside.
3: Okay, fine,
6: I get it. I get it, sorry. Uh, you couldn't tell because of the, all the water, but Ben, uh, a single tear is already gone. Squeezed out and gone for Star. Star, Star is gone. Like Star, Star didn't make it. Oh, sh- burn, bright, burn bright, burn brief, shooting star. Yeah, this little epithet—it's going to be on your, your grave. Just, I'm a grave cleric. That's actually one of my class abilities. I make all the graves. Yeah, you just, you,
3: you carve the grades magically. I got it. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, uh, and that's the end of my turn. Okay, at the
2: end of your turn, a field of electricity surrounds Jaren, and he disappears, oh. leaving behind a field of electricity which shocks Diglin and he reappears on the other side of the boulder, popping in next to the scion which another field of electricity goes off, shocking the scion and they both look like they are frozen in place as this electricity surrounds their limbs and just kind of holds them in place. And Rowan, it's your turn.
8: Bree's not looking too well. I'll, I'll head for that, I guess. If I can get up to him, then I will uh, sweep in and attack.
2: You would be able to get next to Bree, but I think you'd have to use uh, like a ranged attack to hit the eel creature because they got kind of pushed apart by debris, so the eel cl- creature is closer to the middle.
8: Okay. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll uh, I'll take out the crossbow and uh, kind of hope and sort of chuckle to myself of like, well, well let's see what a dart looks like underwater and uh, fire it.
2: I think like when you're swimming up here, you can see the other one is under the debris, like pushing on it. It's not dead. It's just pinned. Mm.
8: Uh, 14. 14's a hit. Oh, sweet. Oh, but I rolled max damage. So that's uh, nine.
2: Nine? Okay. That sort of sticks into the shoulder of it. Just a little tiny harpoon. So that would put you 20 feet from the center. You and Bree are both 20 feet from the axe.
8: Okay. Bree is conscious, right? Like... Uh, and uh, and you can yep. move. Yep. So uh, I'm going to try to modulate so that I'm you can hear me, but it doesn't travel much further than that, even though we're underwater and that's not quite how sound works. I'm going to be like, oh, Brie, it's, it's Rowan. I've got that key. I'm going to try to unlock this axe. You, you, you come with me.
4: Brie is still gripped in deathly combat with one of the other priests. So. She doesn't immediately respond to anything other than roars and barks. Hey,
8: hey, I'm talking to you. Hey, hey.
4: <laughs> Rude. Okay,
2: and then at the end of your turn, Rowan, Bree and Diglin both take another two lightning damage as Jaren concentrates on that energy again and both harpoons are shocked. Ben, you can make another wisdom save as this Aboleth has completely lost interest in anything but probing your mind. <laughs> Better. 25. So now it's, like, close to you. It has, like, put these tentacles up on the side and has, now that it's, like, pulled itself out of the vortex, its just face is right up next to you, just the tentacles kind of, like, sweeping around, and you can feel it again, like, peering at you and in your mind just curiouser and curiouser.
6: Trust me, I don't know anything.
2: (laughs) And above, you can see that the eel is careening down from above towards the cathedral. The giant eel? The giant eel, yeah.
8: Is on its way down now?
6: Great. Yeah, on its way down. So many eels. And a, an a eldritch lamprey. Yeah. don't care for any of this. So it, like, turns up <laughs> from above and, like, spins
2: down towards the camera, and its mouth opens as it roars as it comes close, and the camera goes, like, down its throat and into the eel where we see Star back-to-back with the... <laughs> <laughs> smaller eel creature. Yeah. Uh, and it's your turn, Star.
3: Star is going to make an attack. Okay, wait, hold on. So the stomach, like, compressed. Yep. So am I close to any of the organs anymore? Like, is the did, the, the purple organ didn't compress with it, did it? So you're still pressed up against
2: the ceiling. You can still see the organ on the other side. You just only have, there's 10 okay. feet of I just closer
3: Just closer to the bottom. Got yep. it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I'm still gonna, yeah, so i still gonna, now with the rapier, gonna try to, like, jam, jam into the organ again. That is a 18 to hit.
2: 18 is exactly a hit. Oh, yes. And sneak attack? Uh, yeah, I would consider this eel guy your ally right now. So that's 16 plus 6, 22. Okay. So as you stab up through, like, again, like, you see a chip past that same chipped bone that the eel creature was attacking through, the whole inside starts to contract, and you find yourself inches from the gas below, and then it retracts again all of the filaments that were reaching up and grabbing towards you just start flailing as this like weird purple organ just starts like spewing out blood on the other side of the membrane and while everyone else in the cathedral is looking up at the eel which is like rocketing down towards the cathedral it like stops and writhes and opens its mouth and star and this other creature and the remaining kobold are all puked out into the water as it just like coughs yes. you out yes
8: yeah what an entrance <laughs>
6: <laughs> so you normally walk the path of the mysterious circle but now you're on the organ trail
8: oh, oh, wow. I thought you were going to make a furball joke
9: <laughs>
6: <laughs> that would have been better now we're to save that for when Roland gets swallowed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coughing up a fur fur oh oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh no! You were sorry, Mike. You were saying. Uh, <laughs> so you you were keeping a ship the ship afloat. Cinema. No, it was worth it. Hear my Oregon Trail joke. Yeah, it's it like was the great. game Oregon Trail. Good job, thank you. Please, please keep those in mind and send your just tweets say them whenever, at Wonders and want. Blunders.
7: Those ones I don't want.
6: <laughs>
2: Hello, it's Mike Friday, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. I'm going to use the end of this episode for some shameless self-promotion. Here in Newfoundland, myself, Mike Hickey, and Josh Gowdy have been working for a couple of years now on a werewolf script. We pitched it around, but ultimately at our current funding availability level, the project was just too expensive. So we put it on the shelf for a little while. But in the meantime, to gain some hype and to prepare ourselves for eventually shooting this thing, which we absolutely plan to do, We're starting a podcast in which we watch every single werewolf movie and talk about what we like, what we don't like, what will inspire us for hours, and what we're going to leave out. We're all big fans of werewolf movies, even though, uh, like, most of them are bad. So it should be a great time. So whatever podcatcher you're listening to us on right now, go search for That's Lunacy. And subscribe, as our first episode is going to come out this Friday, where we'll be watching Wolf, the Jack Nicholson one. I assume most of the podcast will be about the scene where Jack Nicholson pees on a guy's shoe. So if you're looking forward to highbrow discourse like that, you're in for a treat. Shameless self-promotion over. Thank you for listening to that. And as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.